0: Thoroughfare. Finally, she worked up the nerve to drive with her family to the other side of Jefferson County for a catfish dinner. There, on a street sign, were the words Jap Road, innocuously featured in familiar white sans-serif type against a green background. From a design perspective, the letters were as blandly displayed as if they had spelled out Main Street, but they might as well have read Nigger Lane or Spick Alley or Kike Street. Her son, sickened at the sight, refused to get out of the car. Tanamachi and her family turned around and drove home. But this was 1992, and American minority groups didn't have to suffer racial slurs in silence. Just a year earlier, the Texas House and Senate had approved a bill to change geographic names in the state that had offended African Americans and should have offended all Americans. Negro Tank in Cameron County had become Esteban Reservoir. Negro Head Lake in Harris County was renamed Lake Henry Dial, and so on across Texas. But even Negro had been an improvement over the original word it had replaced in those place names, nigger. Surely Jap was equally offensive. In fact, in 1986, the 99th Congress of the United States had passed a concurrent resolution that... The term Jap is racially derogatory and is offensive. So Tanamachi started a one-woman campaign to convince Jefferson County to change the name of Jap Road. At first, she wrote an anonymous letter to the Houston chapter of the Japanese American Citizens League, JACL. I was too scared to sign my name, she told the Dallas Morning News years later. Even though there are, remarkably enough, more than 10,000 Japanese Americans living in Texas, many of them like the Tanamachi family, stretching back three and even four generations, she feared an adverse reaction in her small town. It's not my way to make trouble for anyone, she said. It wasn't long, however, before Tanamachi wrote more letters to the Jefferson County commissioners, to Texas state legislators, to Governor Ann Richards, to U.S. congressmen and senators from Texas, even to President Bill Clinton. And now she signed her name to all of them. Over the next year and a half, the replies started coming in. Organizations such as the American Civil Liberties Union and the Anti-Defamation League pledged their support. But the official response was disappointing. Governor Richards, hailed nationwide for her combative liberalism, wrote a stiff and perfunctory note. Although I sympathize with your concerns, the state constitution prohibits my office from any involvement in this type of case. Tanamachi's letter to President Clinton was forwarded to the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice, which, in a cautiously worded response, did little more than urge Jefferson County to... Consider changing these names, which needlessly offend and are continuous reminders of a period of hysteria and racial bias we are all trying to overcome. Of course, the U.S. Justice Department had even less jurisdiction over the routine administrative affairs of a Texas county than the governor had. But deference to states' rights and local control had always been a convenient excuse for inaction during the Jim Crow era. What Tanamachi was looking for was not a government official's carefully calibrated legalistic response, but some political support and some sense of moral responsibility and leadership. Finally, in June 1993, she got permission to address a meeting of the Jefferson County commissioners. She had the floor virtually to herself. None of the local residents opposed to changing the road name showed up to speak out against her, but the majority of the commissioners were dead set against her. After all, their constituents were against her. It was not that they were racists, of course, far from it. The commissioners pointed out that Jap Road had originally been named in honor of a family named Mayumi, who had lived in the area nearly a century ago. The residents of the road simply didn't want to be forced to change their mailing addresses, which many had used for years, some for decades. Besides, there was the cost to the county of making new street signs, issuing new maps, changing directories. And what about the cost to the Catfish restaurant, which had spent thousands of dollars over the years in advertising? Would it have to put up new billboards, print new menus, record a new jingle? In the end, only one of the commissioners, the lone African-American, voted in Tanamachi's favor. He had walked in her shoes, he said, and he knew offensive language when he heard it. But the other four commissioners prevailed. Jap Road would remain Jap Road. Meanwhile, what she had been fearing came to pass. As her campaign went public, Tanamachi increasingly found herself on the firing line, alone, the target of ever-escalating threats from some of the good, decent, caring, and hard-working citizens among her colleagues and neighbors. Unsigned notes appeared in her box at Blanchette Elementary telling her to get a life or get over it now that the decision had been made. She couldn't help wondering whether it was strangers who had such easy access to her school mail or her fellow teachers. She also received threatening calls at work and anonymous harassment kept her home phone ringing during the night. At a local school supply store, clerks ignored her when she tried to buy classroom materials so, some friendly colleagues had to intervene. And in a chilling echo of evil from an earlier era, night riders cruised past her house and shot up her mailbox. She dutifully filed a police report, but nothing came of it. Still, Tanamachi had no intention of abandoning her fight. I planned to work on it until the change was made, she says. I hoped and prayed that it would be done in my lifetime. What was driving Tanamachi was more than just outrage over a racial slur. Her sense of injustice had been heightened by a personal connection to a historic battle in World War II that should have put an end once and for all to the question of whether being a Japanese American was in conflict with being a Texan or an American. In recent years, that long-ago battle has been remembered, if at all, as merely a minor skirmish in a forgotten campaign that took place between D-Day and the Battle of the Bulge, a footnote to the history of the war. But six decades ago, it was headline news. At the end of October 1944, 211 men from four companies of the 141st Alamo Regiment of the 36th Texas Division were stranded without reinforcements or supplies for a week behind enemy lines in eastern France. It took four days of furious combat on the rugged slopes of the Vosges Mountains for the 442nd Regimental Combat Team to break through to the isolated troops. In what became known as the Rescue of the Lost Battalion, the casualties the 442nd suffered, including 42 deaths, exceeded the number of men rescued. For their heroism in that mission, the governor of Texas had named the men of the 442nd Honorary Texas Citizens in an official state proclamation. And by displaying such bravery and sacrifice throughout Western Europe and Italy, the 442nd had earned its reputation as the most decorated unit in American military history for its size and length of service, according to General George C. Marshall. Army Chief of Staff during World War II, and later Secretary of State and Nobel Prize winner. In less than two years of World War II, the 442nd had participated in seven major campaigns in Italy and France, received seven Presidential Distinguished Unit citations, and suffered 9,486 casualties, according to the Selective Service System, and was awarded 18,143 individual decorations. As General Mark Clark, commander of the 5th Army, to which the 442nd was attached in Italy, pointed out, this was the record of a unit whose original strength was about 3,500 men. But Tanamachi knew something else about the 442nd that most Americans had forgotten or had never known in the first place, that it was a racially segregated unit. The saviors of the Texas battalion, the men who had sacrificed so much for their fellow Americans, were Japanese-Americans, many of whom had volunteered from the relocation camps where their families had been incarcerated in the panic following Pearl Harbor. During World War II, more than 22,500 Japanese-Americans served in the Army of the United States. Around 18,000 of them served in segregated units. In addition to the 442nd, the 100th Battalion Separate, formed out of Hawaiian troops after Pearl Harbor, which preceded the 442nd in Italy and then joined the larger unit, and the 1399th Engineers Construction Battalion, which served in homeland defense of Hawaii. Most of the remaining Japanese American soldiers served with the Military Intelligence Service, MIS, attached as individuals or in small groups.